Welcome to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. Lord, I ask you to give Lou Young your anointing. Fill his mouth with your words and help us to understand and receive those words and help us to be better at fasting to get closer to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Morning, YouTubers and Internet people and congregation. Okay, so this is session two of fasting. And uh, this is a review from last week. There are many links of fasts, and if you haven't fasted, we, my advice to you is start small. Start small, take it slow, take it easy. So start with a one-day fast. Uh, go up, 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 21-day fast. After you have been able to do that, and you know how your body's working and things are working properly, and you're learning how to break your fast properly, which we'll talk about that later. And you're having success if you feel called to do um, a 40-day fast. You can go for that. So those are the advice from Pastor Lou to start small. There are many types of fast. I think I talked about my first fast let me just go past this. Juice fast. Daniel fast. This is review. Dry fast. Water fast. 21-day fast. There we go. Not so fast means don't, if you have not fasted, don't think you're going to just, you know. I had somebody say, I've never fasted before. I'm going to do a 40-day fast. I go, bad idea. Bad idea. You know, start, if you've never fasted, start with a one day. We talked last week about medication. If you're on medication, take your medications. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. I'm smiling when I say that. Okay. What does fasting do and why do we do it? Fasting tells your flesh it's not in control. How many of us know that our flesh wants to be in control all the time? You know, it does. Fasting tells your belly or your stomach it's not your master. It's not in control. Because that happens a lot, right? I think we watched the sit down, me and Sunny sat down to watch a movie last night, and guess what they have? Food commercials, you know. We got a Whataburger next door. They advertise Whataburger. So when you're fasting, everything has food on it. And you go outside driving around in the afternoon and you smell the steakhouses barbecuing. So your stomach's going like, hello, feed me. But fasting is crucifying the flesh. Now, let's talk about the first sin. There you have Adam and Eve and the serpent and the apple, which Apostle Stan says it was a grape. Not a salvation issue, but uh, they ate from the forbidden tree. The first sin was eating. Think about that. It's not murder. It's not adultery. Not lying. It was eating, which we all like to eat, right? I just had a nice cookie left over from the women's party. It was good, Zuni. Chocolate cookie with great big pile of 
mint frosting. It was good. So even even I like to eat. You know, we have turkey and goat and quail at my house. It's good. Sunni's a good cook. But the first sin was eating. Now, you see that? Looks like an eyeball. I guess that's an apple, but there's the snake. There's, a, there's his head right there. The serpent. This is your idol. And the first, the way this demonic kingdom works is you have a lie. Behind the lie is an idol. Behind the idol is a demon or a spirit. And the spirit is sending thoughts to your head or your heart. You know, like, did God really say? And then you're going, did he really say? That's how this works. Fasting will help overcome these types of lies and Thinking about this, eating, uh, Matthew 24, 37 and 38, it says, But as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, almost every church in America and around the world is talking about the end times. So we're being told this is the end times, right? We know Jesus is going to come back. So this is a now scripture. 38, for as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. So just keep in mind, we're talking about the first sin of eating. They didn't see any issue with, you know, Noah, Noah was like a Apostle Stan. He's on the wall. He's blowing the trumpet. You know, judgment's coming, and everybody else is out living their life, and they didn't listen, and they didn't see the sword coming. And they swim with the fishies. (laughs) What happens when we don't fast? Well, a lot of stuff. Matthew 26, 41 says, Watch and pray. That's why I pray with my eyes open. I'm watching and praying. Watching, Sunni. The Bible never talks about the eyes closed when you pray. That's right. Sunni says the Bible never said to close your eyes when you pray. Tradition of man. Amen? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We've all heard that, right? If you want to really find out, uh, test this scripture to find out if this is true or not, start fasting. You will find out that your flesh doesn't like it at all. We all like to eat. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and lots of snacks, right? Tater chips, cookies, ice cream, pie. So your spirit man, the invisible part, yeah, I'm with you, Chuck. When the grid goes down, we got a few bags of sugar put away. <laughs> and some honey. So, you know, we can have like the manna, right? Uh, tastes like wafers made with honey, milk and honey. Amen. <laughs> so the invisible spirit, man, it's always like gung-ho. It's like, you know, ready to go. 
let's get something done in the spirit and your flesh is going, I need to sleep, you know, I need to eat, I need to take it easy, but the spirit is always ready to go. Okay, this spirit world, this invisible spirit's trying to take us out and get us to step into the sin or agree with the enemy. Did God really say, and you agree with that, or if you are passive and you don't do anything about it, as far as Satan is concerned, you've already agreed to it. And so he has legal right to attack you, and he's standing before the Father, saying, like, he didn't do anything about it, therefore I have access to him. You don't even have to act on it. You just have to agree with it. Or a better way to say it is do nothing about it, because the Scripture says pull down every stronghold, every thought against the Word of God, pulling down strongholds. Take them captive. So it's a mind game. You know, have you ever heard the battles in the mind? I'm not going to go through all these scriptures, but <clears throat> evil thoughts, they call that the corrupt mind, evil thoughts. It's not a sin to have an evil thought. The thought, though, that you meditate on it long enough, then you act on it, well, then you've sinned because you acted on it. But to have the, the thought is not a sin. What you should be doing, though, is when you get the thought is you go, I rebuke that, I don't receive it, Lord, help me to not think about those things. I know I'm the only one that has that problem. The proud mind, that's self-esteem, uh, too much ego. Um, it can also go the other way, um, low self-esteem, but proud Everybody knows that you have that except the person that has it. <laughs> Amen. Doubt, the doubting mind, unbelief. I think that's the biggest sin in the church, unbelief. Oh, here's the top one. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Uh, the salespeople read those books, as a man thinketh. Interviewed all the successful people. And your thoughts, if you don't like your life, it's because your thoughts have created the life you live right now. So if you want to have a better life, get better thoughts. Think like God. That's a good way to say it, right? Think like God, and you can change your life. It's how you think. Ambition. Now, that's a sin that a lot of men have. We like to work. I like to work. Um, Brandon, I know you like to work. You know, when you work with your hands and you're good at it, it's just fun. And people will watch you and go, boy, you make that look real easy. <laughs> you know, 40 years of blood, sweat, and tears, you make it look easy. You, you know what you're doing. But uh, men like to get things done. And so their sin is they work all the time, too much. And we don't spend enough time with the family, reading the Word of God, prayer closet. Yeah, I'm, I'm just being real. Ambitious, so... You know, each one of these things could be a, a Sunday sermon. Amen? Selfish mind, you know. Uh, they made a movie. Uh, what was the movie? Greed. Called Greed. About how you can put others down to get where you want to go. And the cumbered mind, which I would say, you know, drama, 
drama queen, drama king, you know, dark cloud over your head, everything's rotten all the time. Or like the parable of the soils, the cares of this world, you can't get nothing built in the kingdom of heaven because you're doing too much stuff. You're worldly, you are carnal. And the worrying mind, now, nobody has that problem today, right? The world is ending, it's the end times. Inflation, Democrats, Republicans, you know the media is trying to get us separated by division. So a lot of people are worried and they have anxiety. I pray for a guy that um, um, anxiety is a spirit. It's not a biblical spirit. It's under witchcraft. Witchcraft, infirmity spirit, control, anxiety, fear, these things will. So the demon, I like the way Bree Keaton talks about it. Here's the invisible spirit here sending thoughts to my head. And I'm the Christian supposed to pull these things down. The demon's going, take this thought, take this thought, take this thought. Take this slot, take this slot, and after, if you don't pull that down, eventually you're going to take it. And then you sin. So you have to pull that down. Amen? So fasting will help you overcome all those things. Now we're going to camp on this a little bit. Galatians 5, 17, 23. I don't know how many of these they are. I was going to count them before. Well, it was on my Bible app in the car. And Sunni came in and got into my truck to come to church, and I had to put my phone away. <laughs> so there's a bunch of them. There is a bunch of stuff in here. And at the end, it says, if you do these things, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. So get this picture, the lust for the flesh, lust against the spirit. That's a battle right there. The carnal against the spiritual. They're against each other. The spirit against the flesh and are contrary. That means they're totally different. The one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. And Paul had that problem. So if he had it, don't you think we have it? He goes, I want to do these things, but I can't. The things I don't want to do, that's what I do. And the good things I want to do, I can't do those. So if he had that problem, don't you think we have that problem? We have to fight. This is just a normal, everyday Christianity 101. It's the battle we all have to do when we get up out of bed and our feet hit the floor. This is the thing the flesh and the spirit are you know you got to fight before you even get out of the bed it says but if you be led by the spirit you're not under the law so i um this i've I've incorporated this into my life there's a lot of things i do that uh, the average christian would say that i'm in sin and you know, I'm eating the wrong thing, and I'm not celebrating the right dates, and on and on and on, but I don't live that way. I'm not under the law. I don't have to do to be. I am because the Lord made me clean with his blood, and I can walk in the spirit. I don't have to do the traditions of men. Amen? So I'm not under the law. I can have catfish. I'm not going to burn in hell. I'm not going to get my name taken out of the Lamb's Book of Life because they ate some shrimp. You know, things like that. I, if I don't celebrate Passover, I'm not going to burn. 
I'm going to walk in the Spirit. I want to celebrate Passover, but not as a religious thing, as a relationship thing. You know, I don't do these things because I have to keep the law. I don't keep the law. I keep the commandments, but I'm not keeping, you know what I'm saying? The traditions, throw them out. Now, and here's the long list. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest. Now, normally, uh, you know, when you get a deliverance pastor teaching these things and they say manifest, you think of a demon rolling around on the floor, throwing up and, and you know, cussing you out and uh, fighting. I just want you to know that the Holy Spirit can manifest itself, too. God's kingdom manifests first. Satan's kingdom is a lousy copy with false and lying signs and wonders. But the flesh manifest are these. Adultery, that's pretty cut and dry. We know we shouldn't be doing that. Fornication, same thing. Uncleanness. I made a list of some things here I want to go over with you guys. You're going like, I'm not clean. I, I, I take a bath, you know, once a month, whether I need it or not. Right, Suni? <laughs> this is uh, Webster's dictionary uh, description of what uncleanness is. Dirty and filthy. Okay, and a lot of people say um, cleanliness is next to godliness. That's not in the Bible. We should be clean though, right? Suni doesn't want me to come home from a long day working on a fence in a hundred degree heat and and not take a bath, right? Because I don't smell like a, a petunia. I got to get cleaned up. But that's the outside, see? Jesus said, you wash the outside of the cup, but you don't worry about the inside. See, there's the invisible and the visible. Morally or spiritually impure. Now, if you want to get into that, you can read in Deuteronomy in Leviticus about all the offerings, sin offering, peace offering, trespass offering, um, to forgiveness of sins, transgressions, iniquities. There's a lot of stuff that we don't do that we don't even know is sin that the Old Testament talks about that we need to get clean from. Leprosy, you know, leprosy is a sin of the mouth morning. Nice hat. <laughs> Gloria come in with a, a nice hat on. So, I like this one, being a deliverance minister. Infected with a harmful supernatural contagion. This is out of Webster's. Infected with a harmful supernatural Contagion. No, we think of a contagion maybe a virus, but how about the infected with a demonic spirit? That's uncleanness. So if you think, I'm not unclean, um, maybe think again. Lasciviousness, uh, sexual idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, we know these things. Variance, what is that? Check this out. Webster's. The fact or state of being in disagreement. Do we ever have any disagreements, Mrs. Young? No. 
Okay, that's a sin right there, folks. <laughs> you know, it's okay to disagree. It's okay to disagree, but you have to disagree disagreeably, right? You don't duke it out and throw rolling pins and dishes. You disagree with a smile on your face, right? So being in disagreement, uh, another um, definition, a license to do some act contrary to the usual rule. Everybody else is, you know, punching the time clock, but you don't punch the time clock because you just expect the boss to write it in for you on his own. You're breaking the company rules. Okay, another definition is not in harmony or agreement. See, when me and Suni are in agreement, we make beautiful music together, right? <laughs> and when we're not in agreement, it, it's uh, bad music, right? Bad music. Even the dog doesn't like to be around us when, when you know, when we're having variance. Okay, this is a Lewism. Even-tempered, mad all the time. Most even-tempered person I know, mad all the time, right? You know people like that? Okay, so let's just call variance disagreement with most people in the rule of law. Emulations, what is that? Ambition or endeavor to equal or excel others. So, you know, we all want to get ahead in life. But this is not just getting ahead in life. You want to get in ahead so much that you don't matter to you if it's you lie, steal, cheat to get there. You step on other people's head to, you know, you stab them in the back so you can go forward. Keeping up with the Joneses. Now, you know, we've lived this stuff. We lived it. Sunni, I got to tell them about you. <laughs> we, we lived in Iowa, not saved. She's running a, maybe not even running a hair salon, but working in one with the Korean ladies. And one Korean lady goes by a car, then everybody's got to have a new car. And so she's going to go look at the car. Just look, not buy, come home, there's a new car. <laughs> so keeping up with the Joneses. Been there, done that. Doesn't happen that way no more. But that's emulations. That's a sin. Wrath. You know what that is. Strife. I hope I'm teaching you something today, brothers and sisters. Strife. I don't have strife. Well, let's hear Webster's dictionary description. Bitter, sometimes violent. Break things, you know, violent conflict or dissension. Violent conflict or dissension. Bitter, violent conflict or dissension. Do we know people that have that? I do. An act of contention. That means fighting or struggling. Do you know you can have contention with God? Yes. Who was it? Um, was it uh, Jacob? Wrestle with God. I think one of the 
scripture says he contended with God. He had contention with God. Uh, let me throw something in here as a Come watchman. On Come on up here. As, as a watchman, Leslie, from time to time, will have to warn me. She says you have to watch it that you don't walk around with anger in your heart. Well, why would I have anger in my heart? I mean, I do the most positive <coughs> job in the world. <laughs> Tell people about the last days. What do I do all day long? I study about all the things that are going wrong in the world and relate that to the Bible prophecy. Why would I have any problems with attitude? So what he's talking about is, and I have to, I, we in ministry <clears throat> are under, under a lot of pressure, but it's a strange kind of a pressure. Sometimes we have to just sit and stare at the wall. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Probably most of you don't. And I, I, every once in a while I have, just like he's saying, so, so good what he's saying, every once in a while I have to like, okay, Stan, have you let that anger seep back in. What are you angry about? I'm not angry. I'm just angry about America. I'm angry about all of that sin out there. I'm, I'm <laughs> because I want a righteous nation. It's a righteous indignation. It's I want the kingdom of earth, uh, I want it to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I'm not getting my way. And so as we Christians, especially we prophecy students, we, we watchmen, we have to guard our heart and we have to say, okay, look it. Am I letting this stuff sink into my heart? Is it starting to hurt my, my work? Is it starting to hurt my relationships? Is it starting to hurt my marriage? Is it starting to hurt my ministry? Not me. So what he's saying here, sometimes we, we need to, like the hamster, get off of the wheel and just stop and say, we kind of need to look at ourselves and say, okay, Stan, or okay, Sunni, whoever it is, does there need to be an adjustment here? Are you spinning that, <clears throat> that wheel of life too fast? Are you going in the right direction? Have you let a little of that anger seep in? Are you walking around in love? This is kind of what I'm going to be talking about here later on, too. So this is just confirmation I'm supposed to talk about this. But it seems like every time Lou just like, boom, boom, he hits my heart. He's speaking to my heart every time. Amen, right? Amen. Good teacher. Okay, go ahead. Thank you, Apostle Stan. You know, you stare at the wall. Yeah, you know what? You live your life, and sometimes they say you can't see the forest because the trees, because you're this, you're too close, and so you gotta get back. Amen to that. Get back and uh, smell the coffee. It's okay to laugh and have a good time. It's okay to have fun in Christ. Amen. We can. You know, living for Jesus is not boring. If you think it is, come and hang out with me and soon you'll find out we have a lot of fun. You know? And that's a good thing. 
And that's a good thing. Yeah, we should laugh, you know. Uh, we don't have to die and go to heaven to have a good time. We can have it right now. Even, you know, Psalm 23, you talked about that a week or two ago. Uh, they pre prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. So even though the world is going to hell and everything's falling apart, you can sit down, you can have a meal, you can have, you know, your cup runneth over. You can be blessed now. You don't have to die and go to heaven to be blessed. We can still have a smile on our face even though we got the deep state and the new world order and we're being censored and canceled and persecution is coming. Big deal. We can still have a good time because the Lord is walking through the valley with us. Praise God. Okay, strife. Seditions. I don't know if there's 12 here, but I was going to count them. Uh, and if there's 12, I was going to call them the dirty dozen. <laughs> but there's a bunch of them. Seditions. Well, what is that? Incitement of resistance to or insurrection against lawful authority. So, you know. The uh, ins they call that the insurrection at the Capitol, right? They're, they're calling that an insurrection. Well, you can have an insurrection at your job or in your marriage or with your children. You know, you can have that. So these words, you know, we just read this scripture like blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we don't have that and go on. But, you know, you got to camp out and, and study this stuff a little bit. Envyings, no one would have envy, right? Murder, you didn't pull a gun out and shoot him dead, but you uh, tongue lashed him or had an abortion, you know. But the, you can kill, um, you know, it says sticks and stones won't break your bones or will break your bones, words won't hurt you. Words will kill you. And that's uh, where leprosy comes from. They call it the Lahai Sharon is the Hebrew, which means you're speaking evil. Um, so you can kill your brother, you know. So you don't have to do a bullet and a gun. All you have to do is curse your brother. You're stupid. I don't ever want to see you again. You'll never amount to nothing. Get out of my face. <laughs> you just killed your brother. You murdered him. Now you're a murderer. How, how'd you like that? Never thought about that before, have you? Drunkenness, revelings. Spuds McKenzie, the party animal, <laughs> drinking all the time, reveling. No, no Christians do that, right? And such like, of the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in the time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. This is... The door is open. Oh, you did those things. Sorry, the door is closed. Depart from me, worker of iniquity, into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. If you're doing these things, it clearly says you won't get in. How are you going to break that down? This stuff is really serious. So you can't just read past all this stuff and think, i got to deal with God, because the deal with God is no deal. Fasting will help you overcome all these issues and many more that I haven't even touched on. What happens when we fast? Uh, can't change. Is that the next one? Okay, let's look at a scripture. Not saying this will happen, but it can happen. So, 
you're going to fast and pray, right? You're not just going to go on a diet. You're actually going to read the word and pray and ask, petition God. So if you're like me, 15 minutes, you've prayed for your family, your job, your friends and the church and the world. Then what are you going to do? You're on a 40-day for 21-day fast. What are you going to do for the next, you know, 20 days and 23 hours? Well, pray in tongues. That's what I do. This says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So you pray in the Spirit. If fasting is not coupled with prayer and Bible reading, it's simply a diet. Amen. So don't just think because you're fasting. If you're not reading your Bible and praying and having, you're trying to get closer to the Lord, you're just on a diet. Now I'm going to tell you, it says building up your most holy faith. Building up, another uh, translation says edifying, which means you are building, I'll just break it down like this, you're building up your spirit man. So you've just accepted Jesus for the first time. That's what we call a baby Christian. Well, you, uh, we got the new two new lovebirds in church today, <laughs> Apostle Stan and Prophet Leslie. Yeah, I'm, I'm as happy as you are. Praise God. I'm happy, happy to see Prophet Leslie is in the house today. Okay, this is the way I see this. So you're, you're, this is my pocket knife, my dirty pocket knife. You're a new Christian, and your spirit man has just been reborn, and you got this little frog sticker here, and so you're going to go do battle in the spirit, and you can't see these demons, but they're there, and, and this is your sword. You're, you're going after the enemy. You know, and they look at this little toad sticker and go like, you know, I don't have to be careful. This He can't hurt me with this. You know, they laugh at you. They tell you I'm not coming out and all this stuff. You spend 21 days praying in the Holy Ghost. You're building up your spirit, man. He's rough and tough and hard to bluff, and he's built up. He's strong. And you go to do battle against the enemy, and you pull out this three-foot glistening sword that's sharp. And the demon don't laugh at you and go like, I don't have to watch out for him. You know, he's, I can take him. You know, they step back and go like, hey, I got to watch out for this guy or girl. They can hurt me. Yeah, you can. So, yeah, yeah. He, Apostle Stan says, Paul, I know, but who are you? So this is what happens when you're fasting and praying in the Holy Ghost, your spirit man is getting activated and strong and growing so that when these things come at you, you know, they don't stick. They just bounce off. You know, you can go through the valley of the shadow of death with no fear instead of going like, ah. Amen. Okay, this is what I do. It's free advice. Take it or leave it. It's worth what you paid for it. Set your objective and make a declaration. I like to declare what the fast is for. We talked about that last week a little bit, but the last time I fasted, it was for direction. I wanted the Lord to show me where we're going and what's going to happen in the future, and uh, pretty much he said, I'm on a need-to-know basis, (laughs) but, you know, 
no, he, he, didn't, uh, he didn't lay it out for me, but uh, he said, just keep doing what you're doing. That's what he said. Keep doing what you're doing, and I will speak to you at the appropriate time. But I've made that declaration. Now, some people, you know, they're sick. They, so, like, for example, you go to the doctor, you're sick, and, the, and they do the test, and they go, oh, I'm sorry to tell you, you only have 30 days to live. You got stage four lymphoma, cancer, and the doctor's all happy. You're going to die in 30 days. <laughs> we can't do nothing for you, and they send you home to die. Well, I just say, thanks, doc. Appreciate you. Uh, I don't receive that. I'm going to the fasting prayer house and, you know, get on my face and uh, expect the Lord to heal me. So fasting, you said it, so I'm going to fast for health. I'm going to fast to get my prayer answered. I'm going to fast to get my children saved. You declare what the fast is for, and then that way it'll keep you focused. So I'm not bouncing all over the place, you know. I mean, you know, a 21-day fast, you're going to, you know, your mind is thinking of different things. But every day the main focus is, Lord, show me where I'm going for me. And you are going to say, Lord, I need healing in my body. Or, Lord, I need my children saved. Or, Lord, I need a breakthrough in my job. So declare it, you know. Job twenty two twenty eight says, Thou shalt declare a thing, and it shall be established. The light may shine upon you. Well, the light is revelation from God and getting your prayers answered. There it is, right there. The light will shine upon whose ways? Your ways. Good scripture to memorize. This is the spirit of prophecy, church. Prophesy to yourself. You know, we dug up a big fig tree out in the goat yard the other day, and... The goat yard is expanding, and so the fig they like to eat the fig tree. So we had a fence around it, and I decided to tear the fence down. We dug that up and planted the fig tree in the backyard. And I'm walking around looking at all my trees, and I go, well, uh, this is funny. So this fig tree was as tall as I was, pretty big tree to dig out and transplant. And so we planted it. And then I put a fence around it to keep the chickens from digging it and roosting in it. Great big fence. Soon he comes out. I call her the foreman. She goes, did you leave me a place to get in there? The fence is as tall as she is, you know. I go, number one, it's not the time of figs, and Jesus cursed the fig tree. I said, but I'm not going to curse it. I go, you shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord and produce a lot of good fruit. So I prophesied to my fig tree. And, you know, we prophesied to the chickens and the animals. I prophesied to my truck. You know, you're going to not wear out. You're going to last a long time. Yeah, I, I tell them what they're going to do. Yeah, I'm practicing. Just like the doctors, they're practicing. They don't know what they're doing because they're practicing. Well, I'm practicing too. <laughs> okay, so make a commitment. Uh, figure out what type of fast, how long. So juice fast, water fast, Daniel fast, whatever. Figure it all out. If you haven't done this, start small and get big. Prepare your spirit. First thing is repent. When you're fasting, repent. Now, we, we, me and Sunni went through the whole book of Deuteronomy two years ago. Wow. We repented for everything in the Bible. Everything. 
took us, I don't know, two days just to go through Deuteronomy. 20, chapter 28, the curses. We went through every word in, uh, in that. Unconfessed sin will hinder your prayers. It will also hinder your deliverance. Secret sin, nobody knows, but God knows. And uh, if you got a secret sin, you can't get set free in that area. So repent and ask the Lord to help you and confess it. You don't have to tell us, tell him. And expect results, expect God to speak. So, you know, spiritual and natural. You farmer, you plant your seed in corn, or you plant your corn, the seed, the wheat, right? You want to get a bunch of wheat berries? You plant your seed, you expect it to come up and produce a harvest. You don't plant it and think, well, that'll never come up. That won't grow. So don't go to God like that. You know, you're going to, I expect God to deliver. You know, he did it for everybody in the Bible. And he's no respecter of person. So I know he loves me. Maybe not um, any less than he loves Sunni or the rest of you. So I expect him to deliver. I just the way I am. No, I know a lot of people don't expect God to deliver. You got to change that. You got to change your thinking. You got to think like God. He loves you. He'll answer you. He'll talk to you. He'll give you revelation. He'll direct you. So I don't go to a 21-day fast hoping the Lord's going to speak. I know he's going to speak, so I'm counting. Day one, day two, day 19. Finally, he took said day 19. I'm going like, okay, we're almost done, but hey, he talked to me. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I got my answer. Wasn't exactly what I wanted to hear, but <laughs> hey, he talked to me. He fulfilled his part of the agreement, you know. Um, Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things or great and hidden things that you do not know. Uh, so he, he told me. You know, he talked. It's a good thing. Okay, John fourteen twenty one. He that keepeth my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. So if you want to know if you love God, just ask yourself, am I keeping his commandments? And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. See? So the deliverance pastor go like, go ahead, demon, manifest. I have authority over you. But you know what? You can say, Holy Ghost, I want you to manifest yourself to me. Lord, speak to me. I need a word right now. Does anybody ever go to the Lord and go, I need a word. I need to, I need to know something. I need to know it now. And you camp out and you keep telling, Lord, I'm listening. Yeah, I'll write that book one day, Sunni. Everything I learned from God taught to me by my wife. <laughs> so God and the Holy Ghost and Jesus and the Word, all that stuff can manifest. You know, the spirit realm can manifest the good things. Amen? But you've got to be keeping the commandments. You can't be doing the things the Lord hates and expecting him to talk to you. I mean, he'll still talk. You just won't like what he says. And he's laughing because we know what, you know, the closer you get to God. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Amen. Amen, brother. <laughs> Galatians 5, 16. 
This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, it's impossible to walk in the Spirit 100% of the time. Just try it. You'll, you'll go wacko, you know. Don't try to do that. It's, it's impossible. Even if you're fasting, you get close, but you go in, you get what you need to come back out. You live, you know, you ever heard that they're so uh, heavenly bound, they're no earthly good? We got to live in this earth, you know. We got to eat, drink, you know. Tell her wife, you're beautiful. You know, I like the way you dress. Oh, like the way I dress? She dressed me. You like my haircut? She gave it to me. She says I'm scruffy. I still love you, Sunni. <laughs> so, see, our goal is to walk in the spirit. But you can't do that 100% of the time. So if you have a serious decision to make, it's good to get into the spirit with the Lord so you can get the proper answer instead of being in the flesh and carnal and making an emotional decision, which is almost always wrong all the time. Oh, please, Mrs. Young, come up here. Get her a mic, please. This is my companion, my best friend, and my lovely wife, Mrs. Suni Young. Weaker vessel. Well, she thinks she's weaker. She's not in the spirit, I can tell you for sure. Okay, so time is almost over, so I'm going to share this. Since we're talking about staying in the spirit realm. Realm of the spirit is all the way around us. It's more active than what we really see here. But I will share this. This is some time ago. But I, do I desire going into the realm of the spirit all the time? Boy, I just sit there and I imagine and I visualize and I think about it. And I go, Lord, I want you so bad. I want to experience you so bad. Okay, so I sit hours praying in tongues. I sit hours just trying to go there and one evening I was doing that and I'm telling you I was in the spirit and we have to be careful because what I was uh, seeing after a while was the it's almost shaped like cloud but it, it had a different shape to it and it was coming this way to me I can see it it was coming and I was so excited. I mean, inside, I was so excited. And I thought, wow, that is great. That is coming towards me. Boy, I want all of it. So when it was coming this close, in, in, I mean, I'm, I'm in the spirit. So I'm seeing this coming into me, come, come close to me. And I saw from far side, and it's coming this way. And it was almost close. Then, boom, Holy Spirit warned me. And quickly, I come out of it. And what scariest thing was, if that thing came into me, that big old thing came into me, I received that. I don't know what. I probably flying around with this uh, partner with a pink hair lady, and I'd be very famous. <laughs> and my bank account be. Yeah. So. Be careful. 
be careful because <laughs> what you wish can take you down and you don't even realize you're down. I have another story, very Let's similar. Church. You uh, like what's happening this today? This was probably 20 plus years ago. We, we have a, a, a ritual every night, and that is I sit down and my left hand starts moving. The reason Leslie is laughing is because she knows what that means. I have to scratch her to sleep. So I'm scratching her to sleep and I'm watching TV. And it came on, you remember the movie, well it's still on, called Forensic Files? Where they, well we were able to find this little drop of blood way back in the corner in the crack under the carpet and we took it off and we sent it to and we found because of this, that's the guy that did it. Okay, that's the program. I thought that was a pretty innocent program. Wouldn't you agree? That, 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 what's wrong with that? So I'm watching it. All of a sudden, Leslie wakes up and she says, an evil spirit just came into the room. And we cast it out. Before I turned that program off, and it was years before I watched it again. Now, the only time I, I watch it is if I'm on the, on the road. It seems like you always find that at the hotels. You know what I'm talking about? And then, even then, I'm very cautious because... I remember Dimitri said that sometimes demons come to you through the television. You think it comes to us through the movies? About the news. As a matter of fact, you think it comes to us through alcohol? Is there a reason they call it spirits? We have to be careful. It seems like there's 10,000 ways to be down the wrong path, but there's only one path the straight and narrow path to Jesus. Amen? Back to you. Well, I think this is a good place to stop since we have a lot of luscious bakery items in the cafeteria. So, Father in Heaven, I thank you for the word today. I ask that you allow this to stick to your people like spiritual superglue, that they can begin to function in the kingdom of heaven and to pull down strongholds and to build up their spirit man so they can walk in the spirit and be pleasing in your sight and ask you to bless all the goodies, take out all the calories if possible. In Jesus' name, amen. And you online, don't go away. We'll be right back. Well, welcome to all of you here watching us to the Spirit Prophecy Church. And yes, it's me. I'm back. <laughs> so thank you all for praying. Appreciate it. Uh, God has just had a miracle for me, and I just give him all the praise and all the glory. And I was never afraid of dying or anything like that, and I knew I'd get better. Um, I'm getting stronger and they're just like, you know, they're amazed at how well I'm doing so fast. And I mean, these kind of things just don't happen without prayer. So I really appreciate it. And for sure, the Lord's hand. Huh? Oh, I had a lot of making me don't know. Uh, I had a stroke four weeks ago and I couldn't, when I, when it happened, I couldn't talk. I, my whole right side was numb. And, and so here I am today being able to talk and, and one month. So one month is ago. So, but next week, I mean, two weeks, two weeks. Okay, sorry. 
So anyway, but thank you all for that didn't know who prayed for me. And I, I could really tell the prayers were, oh, my goodness, you could tell the prayers were going up. I have to say that for the first time, I really saw and could feel how prayer was being soaked into me. Even the nurses would come in in the ICU, and many of them were Christian, and they just put their hand on me and they start praying because they knew I was a minister. And um, they come in. One one nurse came in playing um, some worship songs when she walked into my room because she knew they could get by with there. <laughs> and um, they, you know, said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You are good. You're going to have quite a testimony. And um, so I could just tell by everybody. I had super wonderful doctors that came in and checked on me and um and the 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 hospital here in in Allen was just amazing um, because I've heard like some people they at other hospitals it's not so great so that I mean they even send them home the same day and so they you know really took care of me and um really helped me and thank you to my husband thank you to Leslie Ann they were just right there with me. Leslie Ann stayed with me for, well, about 10 days, like, nonstop. Five days, I see. And, yeah, and then almost every day at the rehab. I was in ICU for five days and rehab for five. And now I don't even have to do any kind of rehab. And I'm so thankful for that because it's so boring. <laughs> I didn't want to have to go, and uh, that would have been, like, three days a week. So I'm glad I'm done having well, <laughs> Okay, dear. Okay, so I have to say something. I never knew what this speech therapy. What? What? <laughs> I mean speech? So they handed her a little piece of paper, and they said, "You're my speech therapist." Goodness read gracious! Read the first line. Yes. Now the first line was Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Now Peter Piper picked a peck I of peppers. I can't even do that How normally. Peter Piper picked. That's the way we say it. But hers was, "Hayer." <laughs> I'm they tell kidding. me to go slow. <laughs> we, I, I, I was shocked. I did not understand yeah. where a person goes to when this happens. She could yeah. not say it. It's it was odd. 20 minutes on the first line. And the next day was much better. When most people are improving at a, a level like this, this being four to six weeks, she went like this. Yeah. I, I I saw miracles. I saw miracles. About the third morning, I walked in. And I, before I opened the door, and I said, good morning. <laughs> and I was expecting to hear, because that's always going to come. I heard, good morning, and I'm about ready to do cartwheels. <laughs> so I'm telling you, I saw a miracle. Yeah. I saw the hand of God. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. I saw a miracle. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Follow him. One more time. Oh, we praise your holy name, Lord, for you are so great. Hallelujah. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger, the King of glory, the King above all kings. 
who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder and leaves us breathless in awe and wonder the king of glory the king above all kings this is amazing grace this is unfailing love that you would take my place that you would bear my cross and you laid down your life that I would be set free oh Jesus I sing for all that you've done for me hallelujah lord hands up today come on let's praise the lord who brings our chaos back into order who makes the orphans a son and daughter the king of glory the king of glory who rules the nations with truth and justice shines like the sun in all of its brilliance the king of glory the king above all kings this is amazing grace this is unfailing love that you would take my place that you would bear my cross you lay down your life that i would be set free oh jesus i sing for all that you've done for me Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Worthy, worthy, worthy. This amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. That I would be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, we praise your holy name. Oh, you're worthy, Lord. Oh, you're so worthy, Lord. Yeah, let's go. 
church I ask that you hear our prayers I ask that those who are watching line if there's a healing in the body they need healing you would give it to them just as you healed me Lord you don't respect our persons and heal my friends mom um, Aaron and I thank you for it Lord now bless the service today and Lord I pray for Pastor Stan as he comes and gives you the message this morning that we will uh, have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, and we'll have understanding of your word, and we'll have remembrance of your word, and we'll not forget it as we walk out the doors. Lord, anoint this service, anoint Pastor Stan from the top of his head to the sole of his feet, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. And we're going to be better. <laughs> I told you he was my speech therapist, right? <laughs> I hate the word better. <laughs> it's hard to say. Better, 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 better. <laughs> That's pretty good. Better. Good? Y'all give me thumbs up so I don't have to keep saying it. <laughs> you got to look at that. Look at that. That's real good. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy, 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 Lord, God, Almighty, who is and was and who is to come, the first, the last, the Aleph, the Tav, the soon coming King, the mighty Judge. And to you this morning we say, Great and marvelous are the works, Lord God Almighty, just. And true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee when thy judgments are made manifest. When they see you split the skies. When they see the morning star. When they see you return in all power and glory. Then when they will run into the holes and rocks and cry to the mountains and rocks and say, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sat upon the throne 
and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of His wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? And as that morning star hits the earth, it cleanses the earth of all sin, tares, grapes, all fall to the earth, body and soul destroyed. We hit our glorified bodies. The earth turns into a lighted ball. The sun never relights. And in that moment, we become eternal. Getting all of our crowns, our rewards, our mantles, eternity arrives. And when we arrive at eternity, we can look back at time. We can see the things that we're, where we were lied to, where we're deceived. We can see where we made mistakes and we can see mistakes that were hidden. Now everything is open and revealed. Nothing that was done remains hidden except it's hidden by the garment, by the blood of the Lamb. And in that moment, when we see what Jesus has done for us, we're going to all fall on our face. We're going to cast our crowns at His feet saying, Thou art Lord, are worthy to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for the miracle you've given to us. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. So as I fell to my knees yesterday, Lord, what do you want to say? What do you want to say to your congregation? I got, tell them to walk. Tell them to change the, the PowerPoint. Modern technology, huh? Back. Tell them to walk in the Spirit. Tell them to walk in my Spirit. That's easily said, but it's not easily done. Talking to Lou, and I said, you know, it's hard to talk about some of these things because we're not perfect. None of us are. He said, but we still have to talk about them. So, we serve a holy and a perfect God. That, we don't even understand that. We can't understand someone that lived on this earth in a body, was tempted in all ways, yet without sin. Never made a mistake. Never said the wrong word. Think about that. Never, did, never had a bad thought. Yet he was tempted in all ways. What he's asking us to do, of course, if you look back over the last six, eight weeks, many of the messages are very encouraging. They're saying, I'm going to be there for you. They're saying, though, you walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. They are saying, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm going to be there to provide and protect. Amen. In the trouble ahead, it's not meant for us. It's true. For we are not appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. The question is, what's wrath? The wrath is the last day when he blows us that morning star down. That's the wrath. We're not appointed to that. Amen. But at the same time, we are. But if we're not appointed to the wrath part of it, we're appointed... We're pointed to the eternal life part of it. Does that make sense? But he says walk in the Spirit. Because if we can walk in the Spirit, then we don't have to worry about the things that are coming. 
Dale Carnegie said the perfect way to conquer worry is to pray. I'm going to say the perfect way to, to conquer worry is to pray all the time, have a prayer closet, walk with him, talk with him. I think that too many people at Spirit of Prophecy Church, including me, need to spend more time in their Bible. I'm going to say that by the Spirit. I think we need to spend more time in our Bible. Too many times we walk in and we pick up the remote instead of picking up the Bible. Amen. Anyone confess to that? Yes. I do. Amen. Our Bible, now, yes, I have an electronic Bible, and I spend a lot of time in it, researching, preparing the programs every day. But there's also something about having a paper Bible. Where you got your marks in it, you got your sometimes pencil, sometimes pen, highlighter. Now I've got, I, I counted up the other day, I've got like 14 Bibles in my, in, but I've got one, I got one Bible, this is my prophecy Bible, and it's got marks in it going back 40 years. It's like, uh, steal my watch, steal my car, not my Bible. Because <laughs> that Bible is me and him. It's a history, right? Yes, we, we can do so much more research quickly on our electronic Bible on our computer. I understand that, and I do that a lot. But boy, there are times when I just got to open that Bible, and I just got to get along with the Lord. Bible says that faith cometh by hearing. Oh, you heard that? You read that Bible? Cheaters. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. If we want to get closer to God, surprisingly, it's not necessarily coming to church. Now, don't get me wrong, I think coming to church is a very good idea. But it starts with the Bible. And the Bible says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that abideth, that didn't say visiteth. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High means we're there all the time. means we ought to be in that Bible on a real regular basis. It used to be that our forefathers, matter of fact, the reason our forefathers taught our children to read and write was so that they could read and write, excuse me, so that they could read and study the King James Bible rather than believing the person in the cloth that was converting it from what the Bible really said to what they wanted it to say. So they wanted their people, they wanted their children to know what the word was. That's the primary reason they taught them to read and write. In those days, you didn't have to read and write. They wanted them to read and write, write so they could read the Bible, read the Bible for themselves. And like Dimitri says so many times, he comes into American homes and he sees Bibles and there's dust on them. So that's the first point. If we want to walk in the Spirit, we need to read that Bible. So, start with Isaiah. Thus saith the Lord God, He that created the heavens and stretched them out. He that, spreadeth, that spread forth the earth, and that which cometh out of it. He that giveth breath unto the people upon it, and spirit to them that walk therein. I, the Lord, have called thee unto righteousness. 
Remember Psalm 23, it says, He leadeth me into the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. When we say, Jesus, come into my heart, what we're also saying is, Lord, teach me your ways. Teach me how to treat other people. Because we don't always treat them right. And we should. We follow a perfect God that we cannot catch. We cannot walk holy, but he knew that. So he set up a plan. And that plan is his blood can wash those sins away. So he's called us to walk righteously before him. And we'll hold our hand and we'll keep us and give thee for a covenant of the people for a lot of the Gentiles. Now, this is speaking to the Jews, but it's the same thing for us. He's still saying, if you'll choose me, and we have, then I will show you how to walk before me. Amen. He will show us the right way to be a Christian. And I'd love to be able to say, oh, all you got to do is come to church once a, well, once a month or maybe once a, <laughs> once a week. And everything will be okay, but it's not that easy. As a matter of fact, no one's doing it. We're all hypocrites. We all fall short. But the difference is we are trying to do it right. Right? We're trying to do it right. We fall short, but we try to do it right. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. Now, when does that happen? I'll tell you when that happens. Happens two times. One, when we ask Jesus into our heart, but the ultimate fulfillment it will be when that morning star hits us and we get a glorified body. Whether we're in the grave, whether we're not in the grave, wherever we are, the moment it hits us, at that point, we never sin again. We never hunger again. We never thirst again. We never cry again. Ever, 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 ever. He gives us a new heart, a new spirit He puts within us. And I will take away the stony heart of your flesh and I will give you a heart of a stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes now that happens two ways happens when we ask Jesus into our heart happens at another level when we get filled with the Holy Spirit thank you and the ultimate fulfillment is when we get that glorified body right there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not at... Now, I'd like to say that there's a period there, <laughs> but there's not. It's a comma. There's now therefore no condemnation. That, that, by the way, that's a famous verse. That's a memory verse. They even write songs about that. Which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. What's it saying? It's saying that when we walk Christ-like... <clears throat> It's not easy. We make mistakes, say wrong things, do wrong things. When we walk Christ-like, we don't have to worry about the laws. We don't have to worry about what nation we're in. We don't break their laws wherever we are. We don't do the wrong thing if we can just walk in the Spirit. There is therefore no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Who? Walk, not after the flesh. 
I really believe that when Adam and Eve ate of that fruit, which I think is a grape, something came in and actually changed their DNA. And there was something put in that strand of DNA to where now instead of not being able to see evil, now the evil was in their heart. It was in their DNA as part of them. And that's what we, we war after the flesh, right? Yeah. That's what all, Lou said this morning. War after, which by the way, great talk, Lou. He's a great speaker. Great man of God. Man and woman of God. We war after the flesh. We have to say no to that little seed. We have to say no when we get those imaginations. Have you ever had trouble falling asleep at night? Things bouncing around in your head? Ever found yourself at the job getting angry, upset? Not me, I'm a Christian. I don't do those things. Like Lou says, come on, live in a real world. But we understand we're not supposed to do those things. I remember many years before I met Leslie, I uh, pulled up at my parking lot, what, my, my, what do you call it, driveway. It was on a slight income. Thank you. Just checking to see if you're listening. A slight in... I can't start to say it again. And so anyway, I, I parked it. At least I, and I thought I put it in park, and I didn't. But it was just enough of an incline to where I got out of it, went in the house, and then it started rolling. I didn't know that until there's a knock on the front door, and one of my neighbors across the street is... Oh, man, he's furious. He's man, your car, your car's over there. And I looked, the car had run all the way across the street and it hadn't hurt anything, didn't hurt the car, didn't hurt anything. But man, this guy was furious at me because I put it in neutral instead of park. So I went up, ran over, I got the gun, and then the guy came up. He says, I am very sorry. I'm sorry I got so angry at you. And I said, no, no, no. He says, no, you and I actually go to the same church. I've seen you there a couple of times. <laughs> I think, well, I hadn't gone there very long. But I really respected that guy because he popped up and said, you know, I'm a, I did something wrong. We, we can't be perfect, but it has to be our goal to try, yeah. right? And so when someone does something wrong, Forgive them. By the way, that goes for your pastors, too. <laughs> and if we think we've done something wrong, the worst thing is to try to deny it. I remember Sean, my son Sean, he said, Dad, I learned something. This is only like four to six weeks after he'd been married. He said, Dad, I learned something. I learned that when you're married, you have to apologize when you don't think you've done anything wrong. I thought, he has so much more to learn. <laughs> Come on, Stan. Help us out, Stan. 
I like what Lou says. He says, the voice of God in my house has a Korean accent. <laughs> now, those of you who don't know, his wife is Korean. <laughs> so, there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. In other words, we don't have to do wrong anymore. I, we don't understand that. You know, we, all of our life we've had a choice. It didn't seem like it sometimes, but that's what Jesus did. That's what taking that communion did. It set us free from the law of sin and death. We don't have to do it. Now, sometimes it feels like, I had to do it. You ever heard people say, oh, the devil made me do it. But you said yes. But you agreed. You knew you weren't supposed to do that. Am I talking to anybody? For what the law could not do, and it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness. What? What? He was in the likeness of sinful flesh. In other words, he stepped down out of eternity into a human body to go through everything tempted and tested just like us. Why? So he could say to, the, to everyone, when Jesus, excuse me, when God, when holiness is in you, you don't sin. Really? Wouldn't we like that? Well, it's coming. Son and likeness of sinful flesh for sin condemned sin in the flesh. What? For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Killed it! That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Meaning, when we don't walk after the flesh, when we can walk in the spirit, we don't do those kinds of things anymore. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever said, Lord, help me to walk in your spirit today? In Jesus' name. Help me to have your love in my heart for everyone today. And did you notice a difference? Problem is, we don't do that as often as we should. So what God is saying to us today is, okay, yes, fine. There's some trouble coming. But the trouble is not your problem. Yeah. You are your problem. Yeah, yeah I got that. Yeah. You're your problem. If you're walking in the Spirit, then you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Yeah. We don't do those kind of things. Easy to say. Yeah. Not easy to do. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. What does that mean? I heard on one of the swarms out there that I dare not say the name, I dare not say the name of who I'm talking about, some of you will know, that a very, very, very important person was recently arrested, like in the last few days. I don't know that this is true. But the article went on saying that this lady was point 
24-7 alcohol when she was arrested. They said that's, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And that she had been having $200 uh, a bottle wine and all sorts of excess and luxuries of this world. But how many of you know that if you have all of the wealth of this world, it's still not as good as the cross? This world cannot give you, in all of its wealth, all of its riches, what this cross can give us. Bible says we have to choose either we're going to follow mammon or we're going to follow Jesus. What's mammon? It's Moloch and Ball. It's the, the wealth of this with riches. It's fame. I remember Bree Keaton said that as she was at this time a very famous singer. She was opening the, the uh, singing, what do you call them, for uh, some very big names and did this for a number of years. An incredible voice back when she was younger. And she said one evening in her hotel room, all of a sudden she turned around and there's a man in her hotel room. He wasn't red with horns, with a tail, with a little pointy tip on it. He was dressed very professionally in a nice suit. Any, anyone would say he was a very handsome man. He didn't speak harshly. He spoke in a very kind voice. I'm here to help you. I can give you whatever you want. I can make your career blossom and grow. What would you like to have? Would you like to have fame and fortune? Would you like to have wealth? Do you want to have a big house with swimming pool, jet, <coughs> jet airplanes? Do you want to have your name and lights? What would you like to have? Now, how would you react? What would you say? See, because what's he offering? The things of this world. I think back in my life, was there a probably at some point over my 69 years where I might have said, yeah, yes, I don't think so. But I might have come close. Might have come close. Her answer was, get thee behind me, Satan. She says, oh, I was barely a Christian. I didn't know my Bible. I didn't know nothing. She says, but all of a sudden something just welled up inside me, and those were the words that came out of my mouth. You remember the testimony. Those were the words that came out of my mouth. Get thee behind me, Satan. That's what we have to say every day of our life. <clears throat> when he's coming after a little girl, I don't know what your temptations are, but I know that she's got them. How do I know? Because I've been the same age. When he's coming after the guy that works pest control, when he comes after the computer expert over here, he puts these things in our mind that says, oh, this is a better path. This is a better path. Or, hey, yeah, you can go ahead and walk that straight and narrow path, uh, but you can step off of it every once in a while. She's smiling at me. How old are you? Ah! Well, the devil doesn't come to talk to 13-year-olds. 
that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. In other words, if we really want to be Christ-like, no one has to tell us to read our Bible. We know we're supposed to. What we have to do is find the time. Let's don't talk about that. Everybody will tell you it's a good idea to go to church, but, but it's a long way. Besides that, they have services three times a week down there. I can't drive down there three times a week. You mean you only have service one time a week? Yeah. Okay, so let's move on. For to be carnally minded, what does carn mean? Carnality. That's right. Or flesh. To be like a carnival. Carn. Yeah. Carnival. This is the flesh way to have fun. Kind of like, why do they call it Broadway? Wide is the gate, broad is the way that leads to destruction. Many there be that go thereat. Straight is the gate, narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. Few there be that find it. So we want to go to Broadway. (laughs) We want to go to the carnivals. Because that's what has been put in us. But we Christians, we say, I remember when I was, I think I was in high school. Someone said, hey, there's a really big party over there. You want to go to that party tonight? It was like something in my heart said, no. And I later found out it's a good thing I didn't go to that party. Sometimes it's a good thing not to have some friends. Sometimes it's good things not to go where. Sometimes it's good not to watch that. Not to listen to that. Anybody need to hear this? So to be carnally or fleshly minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. You mean I can have peace walking in the spirit? Yeah. I remember (coughs) Henry Grieber said, he was a young man, like 17, 18 years old, and he got a bunch of tracks. He made a commitment to the Lord. He was downtown Phoenix, and he said, I'm going to hand out at least 100 tracks every day. Tracks where they're trying to get people to receive Jesus. He said, so I walked the streets of downtown Phoenix handing out tracks, and he said, it was very frustrating. He said, I began to see my tracks blowing in the wind, and I thought, I'm just wasting my time. Why am I doing this? And he said, so I was walking along, and he said, all of a sudden, this peace came over me. And he said, I stepped down, And he said, all of a sudden, the peace left. He said, a step back up, the peace came back. He stepped down, the peace left. Step back up, he says, what's going on? Okay, let me see. So he started walking this way, the peace remained. He said, I began to seek after that peace. And then he had many, many stories of how he would walk in to a restaurant, following the peace. See a man over here on the stool that to all the rest of us is just 
somebody in a restaurant. But he would walk up and the Lord would speak to him and tell him, say this. So he walked over to the man having dinner and he walked up and said those words. And the man turned around and says, all right, all right, all right. I'll receive Jesus. I'll receive Jesus. Right there. But God knew what was in the man's heart and that those were the words he needed to hear right then. Why? Because he was walking in the Spirit. That's what God wants us to do. He doesn't want us to be fearing the fact that we've got some very bad people in control of our nation. We've got all kinds of cheating going on in our elections. We've got churches are emptying out, churches are selling, but the mosques are filling up, and the mosques are building more of them. He wants us to be concentrating on Him, walking in His Spirit. If we can walk in that love, by the way, I am preaching to myself today. I need to hear this too. If we can walk in that spirit, we don't have to worry about the devil. We don't have to worry about walking in the flesh. Because the carnal mind or the physical mind or the fleshly mind or the things that this dirty, filthy Bible says that are the heart of a man is... Yeah, that's right. Filthy and continual evil. And who can know it? What's in here is always evil. But what do we do? We follow our heart. The wrong one. <laughs> because the carnal mind is enmity. What does that mean? That's an enemy. It's the opposite. The carnal mind is enemy against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So, then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But we're not of the flesh. We are of the Spirit. So, if so, be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, are you dead today? You ought to walk up to somebody and just say, are you dead today? Yes, yes, I'm hid in Christ. Not I that live, but Christ that liveth within me. Go home to your wife and say, honey, are you dead today? Would you like to be? <laughs> yeah, yeah like, like my wife says, not dead, don't do That's probably not the right one. Like the guy that comes to the front door and he's going to surprise his wife. He's got a big bouquet of roses, rings the front doorbell. She opens it, she says, honey, I love you. And she starts crying, starts boo-hooing. What's wrong? What's wrong? I brought you roses. I thought you'd like them. What's oh, you now. First of all, the washer blinked out and there's water all over. The kids are screaming and crying. And now you come home drunk. <laughs> Obviously, the timing is a bit of a problem. If Christ is in us, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit of life, because of righteousness. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in us, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also 
bring your immortal bodies back to life by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Now, what are we saying? There's more scriptures, but what are we saying? We're saying, the Spirit of Prophecy Church in Plano, Texas, in 2022, about to go into, well, some people believe we're in the tribulation. I'm not totally convinced of it yet. But I am totally convinced we're not. We're pretty close. You'd agree, everybody agree with that, right? What he's saying is, brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, what he's really saying is sons and daughters, all of my people, all I'm wanting you to do is walk with me. And we're all saying, well, that's what I want to do. Well, then do it. Well, that, it's just not so easy. No, it's not. But, what does the Nike say? Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Crucify the flesh. I don't always get my way. Not I that live, but Christ that lives within me. Because my life is hidden in Christ. Don't matter what we do for a living. What matters is that if we're doing it for Him. If we're doing it pleasing Him. If He's told us that we're supposed to be making balloons for the little children to keep them happy and use that as an opportunity to point them to Jesus from time to time, then do it. Right, Tony? If He's told us to be a plumber and be a good plumber, so then when they say, Brandon, why are you such a good plumber? Because third generation plumbing didn't become third generation plumbing for nothing. It was the hand of God. Right? So whatsoever your hand findeth to do, do it with all your might. But do it unto him. He's saying walk in my love, walk in my spirit, and then you won't have to worry about these other things. I'll take care of it, right? Now, we all knew this. You didn't learn anything new. I need to hear it. Don't ask Leslie, because she'll say, yes, he did. (laughs) But we all need reminding. We all mess up. We all slop our dripper. Drop our slipper. We all make mistakes. But the blood of Christ is there. But we don't want to use it. We don't want to abuse it. But we have to. Lord, let me just say, for all the congregation here, and I believe all the congregation agrees, we are so sorry. We are so sorry that we make so many mistakes. We shoot off our mouth when we shouldn't. We get angry when we shouldn't. We don't do some of the things that we know we should, that we know would please you. But Lord, forgive us. We are weak. We know we have lots of frailties, mistakes in us, 
most of us men are a mistake looking for the next place to happen. The Lord forgive us. Forgive us. Wash us clean. Be a lamp into our feet and light into our path. Be that voice behind us speaking to us and saying, this is the way. Let me show you the path I have set before you so that we will mount up with wings as eagles and run and not grow weary and walk and not faint. So we can run across the mark, cross the line to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the glory of the Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. Help us. Help us to be more Christ-like and forgive us when we are not. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Now, in a minute, I'm going to close the service. And I want to encourage you, if you want prayer, come on up. be happy to pray for you. As you see, I had a bunch more scriptures there, but the point was made. If you'd like to become a ministry member, if you'd like to become a member of a congregation that believes that we need to read the King James Bible and follow it. And we need to also keep one eye on the world, and we need to be a good watchman, and to be watching for his return like he's told us. We should be watching for his return. Then you can do so by becoming a ministry member right here. And you do that by going to spiritofprophecychurch.com or Prophecy Club. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you can click like, share, and subscribe, and the algorithm sends it out so more people will find it, more, more people, maybe some people will find Jesus as a result of it. And I'm about to pray a prayer here, and I'm going to ask you to pray it with me as we do every Sunday, asking Jesus to forgive our sins, asking Jesus to be our God, so that if we don't have our name <clears throat> written in the book of life, excuse me, <clears throat> If we don't have our name written in the book of life, it will be written in the book of life. And if you do pray this prayer for the first time, send me an email and say, I just accepted Jesus. Let me just say, it's been a long time since I've got an email at that address saying I received Jesus, hopefully today. Let's bow our heads. Say it with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I confess I'm a sinner. And I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Died on the cross. Arose three days later. I accept His blood to wash my sins away. To write my name in the book of life. To keep me holy. To save me the day of trouble. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the very first time, please raise your hand. If you're online, you prayed that prayer for the very first time, please send us an email to that address saying you just received Jesus. And <clears throat> if you're here locally, if you'd like to have prayer, then come forward. And if you're online, if you have prayer requests, send your prayer to that email there, and we'll pray for you. God bless you.